So I, I know you've got a lot going on. But remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. Hello, everyone. What is up? Welcome back to another episode of Killer Instinct, you guys. Happy Wednesday. I hope you all are having a great week. We are just going to jump right on into it today. As you guys can tell by the title of today's episode, today we are talking about the unsolved disappearance of three-year-old Orson West and four-year-old Orin West. I chose this case today because this is currently an active investigation and I think it is really important to bring light to cases like this that may not be getting a lot of attention from the media or just by the off chance it hits someone who potentially could know something. I think it's really important to bring awareness because Orson and Orin are currently out there being searched for by authorities and by their family, and I just think it's extremely important to keep this conversation going. Now, before we jump into it, let's go ahead and give a physical description of the boys. Orin West was born on August 4th, 2016. He is currently four years old, standing at about three feet tall and weighing about 35 pounds at the time of his disappearance. He is African-American and has black hair and brown eyes. His brother Orson West was born on June 11th, 2017, making him about three years old and also standing at about three feet tall and weighing 35 pounds. Just like Orin, Orson is also African-American with black hair and brown eyes. Both boys went missing from California City, California on December 21st, 2020 and were last seen wearing a black sweatshirt and gray sweatpants. Like I said, this is an active investigation, and I think it's important to state that there have been many people online talking about this case and coming up with theories and finger pointing, and honestly, it has done way more damage than good in this case. This is about finding the boys and absolutely nothing else, and I want to make that very clear before we get started. I am going to tell you the facts as we know them, and you can make your own assumptions from there, but I do want to point out that there is a lot of information that we still do not know because this is an active investigation. Orin and Orson West were born to their biological mother, a woman named Ryan Dean. And when they were born, Orin and Orson were actually not their birth names. Their birth names were Sincere and Classic Pettis. So the names that Ryan gave her sons were not Orin and Orson, they were sincere and classic. And in 2018, the boys were placed as foster children in the care of Trizel and Jacqueline West. Now in April 2019, Trizel and Jacqueline actually officially adopted both boys, and that is when they changed their names to Orin and Orson. And Orin and Orson weren't the only children that Trizel and Jacqueline had. They actually have four other 
children, two of which they adopted and two of which are biological. And they are all ranging from the ages of three years old to 10 years old, with Orson being the youngest. Now, at the time of their disappearance, the West boys and their family lived in California City, California, which is just about 100 miles north of Los Angeles, and in 2019 had a population of about 13,800 people. Now, before their move to California City, the family, including Orson and Orin, lived in Bakersfield, California, which is about an hour drive from California City, and there isn't that much information out there on the boys' personalities. All in all, they seem like your typical three- and four-year-old boys. They love drawing, they love playing outside, and Orin, in particular, was said to love music. So let's talk about December 20th. 21st, 2020. At about 5.30 p.m. on this evening, the only people at home at the time were Oren, Orson, and the adoptive parents, Jacqueline and Trezell. Now, it's important to note that all of these events of what happened that night are coming from what Jacqueline and Trezell said happened. These are their series of events. Now, what Jacqueline said happened was that she, at this time, wanted to wrap Christmas presents. Christmas was just a couple days away, and she wanted to take the time to wrap the Christmas presents, but she didn't want Oren and Orson seeing that she was wrapping these presents. She didn't want them to see what she got them, so she decided to send Oren and Orson outside to play. Again, it was about 5.30 p.m., but they were in their backyard, and their backyard did have a gate surrounding the perimeter of it, so she thought it was fine. Another reason that this didn't concern Jacqueline at the time was because Trezell said that he was also outside in the backyard collecting firewood. Like I said, there was a gate surrounding the perimeter of the property, and there was a way to enter and exit the property through this gate. The gate did have a door that you can open, and that's where Trezell was coming in and out of when he was collecting this firewood. He would bring the firewood from outside of the home to inside of the home, leaving the gate door open. Now, with Trezell leaving this gate door open, this gave the boys access to anything that stood outside of this gate. Trezell said that after a couple of trips bringing the firewood into the house, he went back outside on one of his last trips and realized that the boys were no longer on the patio like they just were moments before. The boys were gone, and this is when Trezell noticed that he had left the gate door open and the panic began to set in. Trezell said, quote, I realized that I left the back gate open and I panicked and came inside the house. Searched the house, me and my wife, once that didn't pan out, I got into the van, I looked down the street in both directions, it was getting dark and getting cold. End quote. After driving down the street, Trezell said he continued driving around the neighborhood, and when he was still unable to locate the boys, that's when him and his wife, Jacqueline, called the police to report them missing. By the time the call was placed, Oren and Orson had been missing for about 15 to 20 minutes, and the call came in at 5.43 p.m. on Monday, December 21st. The California City Police showed up to the West Home that night and began searching all through the following day on December 22nd, but still found nothing. 
Police also questioned neighbors who said that they were home at the time, but they never saw the boys playing outside during the time of their disappearance. The police chief, John Walker, said, quote, We've looked everywhere possible in a house you could have possibly looked. We brought in search dogs, cadaver dogs, any dog you can think of has been in that house and has not found any kids anywhere in the home, end quote. Now, before we move on to anything else, let's talk about what authorities have done thus far to help search for these boys. They have actually done a lot. Police have dug up the backyard of Trizel and Jacqueline West to make sure the boys weren't buried somewhere underneath there. They also used search dogs, and the search dogs did pick up the scent of the boys from inside of the home. However, what's interesting is that they actually failed to pick up the scent of the boys from outside of the home, like Trizel and Jacqueline claimed they were at the time that they were missing. But according to police chief John Walker, he said that that piece of information is pretty hit or miss. By not finding the children's scent, it does lead them to believe that they did not wander outside of the house. However, they don't know that 100%. Police also brought in cadaver dogs. They obtained each warrants to collect all the technology, including the cell phones of Jacqueline and Trizel, which have since been returned back to them. Their van was also tested with luminol, which brought up no indication of blood. And again, police spoke with neighbors in the area who at first told them that they actually had no idea that there were even any children staying at the home. However, afterwards, they told police that they did have knowledge that there were kids there, but they weren't able to identify Orin and Orson specifically. Again, just to clarify, the Wests moved to California City in September and the boys went missing in December. So for no one to be able to positively identify the boys being there for that period of time, that's a little questionable. Now, authorities also expanded their search to Bakersfield, California, which again is where the Wests lived prior to moving to California City. And they wanted to go there because not only is that where the family members of Jacqueline and Trizel lived, but it's also where the boys' biological mother lives and where she's from. So that is why they wanted to go look there. The boys have a lot of connections there. So authorities went back and looked at the property where the Wests used to live to see if there was anything there. However, they found nothing. Police have not been able to give a lot of information on their findings, but what we do know is that the last time the boys were seen by anyone other than Jacqueline and Trizel was by their grandmother in Bakersfield. This would be their adoptive grandmother in Bakersfield, but again, they could not give the dates of when that meeting occurred. Now, when it comes to this case and where we stand now, there have been over 50 FBI agents that have stepped in on this case, and the Bakersfield police has also taken over this case as well. The Bakersfield chief of police named Greg Terry has said, quote, this is where they're from, where their family is from. It just made sense for us to take the lead role, and that is what we are doing, end quote. Now, I want to talk about something interesting in this case, and that is security camera footage. 
Two days prior to the boys going missing on December 19th, 2020, Jacqueline and Trizel claimed that them and their six children went Christmas shopping in Bakersfield that day. However, security camera footage from a neighbor shows a different story. This footage shows that either Trizel or Jacqueline, it hasn't been clear which one, was opening the door of their van while four children entered it. Now remember, they have six children, but Orin and Orson did not go into this van based on the security footage. It was Jacqueline, Trizel, and their four other children. Then later that day, the footage shows the van pulling back up to the house, this time with no children. Now, Jacqueline and Trizel told authorities that they dropped their four other kids off at their grandmother's that day, and Orin and Orson stayed home with them. Now, again, police haven't really been giving a lot of information to protect the integrity of this case. So as far as where were Orin and Orson, what was the explanation? Were they even with them that day? Those are questions we don't know the answer to yet. Okay, we're going to take a short break, but we will be right back with more of the Killer Instinct podcast. Imagine an app designed to make you use it less. Seems a little counterproductive, right? Well, Apartments.com's Instant Alert feature works exactly that way. Instead of scanning rental listings a million times a day, simply set and forget your search to whatever you're looking for in a place and let Apartments.com do the rest. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tools let you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking is listed. So you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments Apartments.com's instant alerts mean that you can spend less time looking for the perfect place and more time on just doing you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. All right, you guys, welcome back. What we do know is that just about a little over a week ago on Saturday, March 6th, authorities had searched a field that's located about two miles away from the West's home in California City. Now, as far as if there was a specific tip or piece of information that was given to police that made them want to check this field, that has not been stated. We don't know what exactly led them to this field, but what we do know is what police spokesman Sergeant Robert Pear said about this, which was, quote, as far as any items of evidence of any value that were located, I can't get into specifics, but I can definitely say that the boys were not located. I think our reaction would be a lot different if that occurred, end quote. Now, the boy's biological mother, Ryan Dean, arrived to California City to help with the search just a day after the boy's disappearance. She said, quote, I just had to be here because my babies are supposedly missing from this house, so I just need to be here right now, end quote. And Ryan has been pretty vocal on the fact that she thinks that Jacqueline and Trizel had more to do with the boy's disappearance than what they're letting on. She said, quote, they did something. I feel like my kids are somewhere around here. I can feel it, end quote. I also want to tell you guys that there is a very good interview with police chief John Walker that's about 30 minutes long and you can find it on YouTube. I highly recommend it. 
In this interview, John Walker says that both of the adoptive parents have been cooperative in terms of answering questions and coming down to the station, and they were asked to take a polygraph test. However, he could not state whether or not they took the test, which led a lot of people to believe that they refused to take it or that they took it and failed the test. John Walker also went on to say that the four other children were on a holiday visit with their grandmother at the time that Orin and Orson went missing, and that's why they weren't seen getting out of the van when they returned home on December 19th. He said, as of now, the four other children are in foster care, not because of any reason other than its protocol, until they can rule all other possibilities out. Now, as far as what the latest we have on this case is, is that on March 12th, the Bakersfield police actually issued a search warrant to the adoptive grandmother of the boys. Now, I'm not sure if this is Jacqueline's mom or if this is Trizel's mom. However, one of them was issued a search warrant and it hasn't been released to the public yet on any of the potential findings that came from this search because again, Police are really trying to protect the integrity of this case. But with that being said, let's walk through some of the theories that have been prominent in this case. Now, the first major theory that we have here is that the adoptive parents had something to do with the boy's disappearance. This could have been accidental and they're trying to cover it up, or some people believe that the boys could have been a victim of human trafficking. Again, like I said earlier, it's never really been discussed why Orin and Orson stayed back from their grandmother's house when the four other children went. That detail has never been disclosed and people have questioned why Jacqueline would send the boys outside to play while she was wrapping presents instead of wrapping them in her room with the door shut or choosing an alternate method instead of putting them outside in the dark. I know personally, I'm not a mother. I know a lot of people parent differently. They have different strategies of what they believe is safe and not safe. So I'm not here to judge anyone for doing something with the best intentions However, if you are a parent, if you do know what that is like, I would love to hear your opinion on that. I know I have young nieces and nephews around Orin and Orson's age, and I just can't imagine putting them outside in the dark while someone wasn't constantly watching them like a hawk. That is just my own personal thing. But again, I'm not a parent. I don't know the ins and outs of that. But if you are someone who has experience with that, I would love to hear your side of it. Now, I also want to say that there are a lot of people who believe that Orin and Orson never moved with the Wests to California City to begin with, and that something happened to them while they were living in Bakersfield and that their adoptive parents brought their belongings with them to California City to make it seem as if they did move with the rest of the family when in fact this has all been a cover-up for months on end and everything is just now coming to light now. Again, I do think it's odd that after five-ish months of living somewhere, if your neighbors aren't able to positively identify that your children live there, that to me is a little questionable. However, again, this could just be a total coincidence. 
There are people who say that the police should talk to the 10-year-old or any of the other West children because more than likely they know something. However, it's unclear whether or not police have already done that. I'm sure they've thought about it. I'm sure they've attempted to if they could. Like I said and have continued to say throughout this entire case, there's a lot of information that's being withheld from the public because this is an active investigation. So they very well could have already done that. The other theory in this case was that this was a stranger abduction or a crime of opportunity. Statistically, there are about 100 children in the United States each year that are kidnapped through the stereotypical stranger abduction. Now that's about 1%. Now is it possible that Orin and Orson have fallen into that 1%? Yes, anything is possible, but again, it's 1%. That being said, 9% are kidnapped by a family member and 3% are abducted by non-family members, but still someone the child knows. Maybe someone was driving through the neighborhood, saw the open gate, and made a quick decision to act on it. And I do want to say before we move on, any more into this theory that Ryan Dean, the boys' biological mother, did have an alibi. She was in Bakersfield. She has already been cleared. Now, what I will say is that because both boys went missing, two boys, it seems more difficult that this would be a one-person job. It seems more unlikely. Not only would you have to go in and take two boys quickly without being noticed, you'd have to get them to be quiet and stay quiet for long enough to get away with it. And again, with one person doing that, it just seems unlikely. Three and four-year-olds have the ability to talk and scream and yell and cry if something goes wrong, and they typically do. They're typically very loud. So it's not like someone or just one person could have came in easily, covered their mouth, and taken them away. If a stranger abduction is what happened here, it seems like there would have been more than one person involved in that if stranger abduction is the theory that we're leading down. Because think about it, again, this kind of brings back to if you're a parent, you know, or if you've been around small children, containing one of them is difficult enough, but to contain two, it just seems very, very unlikely. And I also go back to the neighbor's security cameras. There is security camera footage of the boy's adoptive father, Trizel, driving the van down the street right before the 911 call was made. But as far as we know, and again, there could be more that we don't know, there was never any other car seen driven down that street around the time that the boys went missing. Again, there could be something that police have withheld from the public that could disprove that. However, from what we know as the public, that is what is going on. Now, there also is the theory that this was someone that the boys knew. That's also possible. However, that is the theory that's probably the least talked about that I've seen. Most people truly believe that this was either the biological parents or some believe it's a crime of opportunity. But what I will say is that police are working relentlessly to solve this case and bring these boys home. And regardless of how long it's been, they still are optimistic that they will find these boys alive. And that is the hope and that is the goal. And that is why I wanted to share their case with you guys today. There currently is an $120,000 reward for Orin and Orson's safe return. And if you or anyone knows anything, 
You can always send in a tip to an anonymous tip line if you are worried about your identity or someone else's identity being exposed. This is about bringing two innocent boys home and someone knows what happened. So with that being said, you guys, if you have any theories, you can email them to me at killerinstinctpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that is just killerinstinctpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at just at killerinstinct. With that being said, you guys, that's all for me today. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Killer Instinct. If you're new here, hi, my name is Savannah. I'm your host of Killer Instinct. I'll be back next week with a brand new case for you guys. And until then, stay safe, guys. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7.